2: With daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a lot. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's
1: ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Bringing the fire, bringing the heat, we bring, the bring it to y'all. Calling for Frank, you calling for D, you calling for, call for Ball. Call for them all. Look how they ball documented, proving the score no matter the topic of conversation. Call up, you gotta be patient. Deliver some embracing, Don't deal with the hate, no. don't know what you're facing. Every Monday, 11 to 1, we'll be there if you patiently waiting. Bring Force Wrap interview series and today I have a wonderful young lady with me this morning. Uh she goes by the name of Latasha Richardson. And you see her in the shot. We are live right here on Facebook in the group page Force Wrap Podcast. And when you look at it first it's going to say simply Monica Heat one Morning Rush whatever. I'll change all that in a few. But nonetheless, you know who it is because you see me, it's your boy. Now, I reached out to this young lady, and she may not know it because when I I looked at her stuff on social media, she is a very busy person. I tend to call myself busy, but I don't believe I'm as busy as she is. So what we're going to do is we are going to definitely talk to her And we're going to talk a little bit about her business, about her athletic prowess, as I posted in the post. And we're going to have a little bit of fun today, too. So we're going to talk some business. We're going to handle some things. And we are also going to have a little bit of fun, like I always like to do when I do these interviews. So I'm going to tip my hat now. Now, Tasha, usually what I do is... When I go through my interviews, I have my questions. As you see, I got my papers and all my jazz and everything over here lined up. And at some point, maybe in the middle, maybe at the end, I like to flip the script okay. where I become the interviewee and you become the interviewer. Okay. okay? So if at all possible, you have any questions for me at that point, we can definitely answer all those questions. And I will stick to myself. I will be definitely truthful and honest in everything that you asked me um so if any of y'all know latasha get up wipe the stuff out your eyes get your (laughs) stretch on get you something to eat and get ready for this interview so i'm going to give you a little bit of a background on her from my standpoint and then i'm going to let her tell you all about herself before we get to some of these questions and as you see, you can look right down there in the corner. She has her social media up. So, all of her followers, make sure y'all tune into this video. Make sure y'all tune into her live and send her some comments. If you are on Facebook, definitely add some comments here. And as I always do on my regular show, I will read as many comments as I possibly can get to. So, this young lady is an athlete, a businesswoman. Besides being an athlete, she's also a personal trainer and a strength and conditioning coach. So some of y'all might not know they are different. And we're going to talk about that a little bit down the line. Different. Because what we like to do here at Sports Rep, you know we talk sports. But we also like to give you the business side of things so people can understand what's going on. Uh, Mike Rudder, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. So she is... A defensive end for the Philadelphia Phantoms. Uh, WNFC, that is the Women's National Football Conference. Yes. Also a defensive end there. Owner of Savvy Body Fitness. Uh, a strength and conditioning coach for Team Supreme. So, that's my take. And like well, it's I said. not
2: Team Supreme. So, Team Supreme was okay. the all-pro team.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, see that? So, I'm corrected.
2: So, you know how you had an all-star team? Right. It was we do the all-pro. Oh, okay. So cool. So, I was selected to play in to an play. all-pro game. Okay. So, see
0: that? There I stand corrected. See, <laughs> this is why I have people here, and I do my homework like I always do, but I like to have people introduce themselves. So, with that real briefly there, give the people just a brief rundown before we get into some questions about who you are and what you do.
2: Okay, well... Uh Again, my name is Latasha Richardson and um I go by different names for different reasons. Uh some people if they say savvy, I know they know me from Instagram and that's it. So okay. I know they don't know me really personally. Um personal they'll call me Tasha. And in the football world I'm known as Dragon. So that's the nickname I, I received playing football when I started back in two thousand and thirteen. Um but yes, I've been playing football since 2013. Uh, I started off in the Laundry Football League. Um, okay. I played a year with them, and we didn't return for a team the following year. I tried out for the Baltimore team, and that's a long story. With that, we couldn't we couldn't play. Okay. They didn't want the team to be too good and beat the team that they wanted to win to win. So they always kinda,
0: some pile of tricks going. Yeah, on. they kind of
2: they kind of knocked us out the knocked us out the league. So. It was fine. I wound up playing, introduced to uh, full tackle football.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Didn't
2: think I was going to want to play, and I wound up playing for, I'm going to say, two years following that, and I stopped playing because I said, all right, this is a lot of my body, and I'm like, I'm at the age where I want to have kids now, you know, so I'm going mm-hmm. to stop. This is it for me. Right. And uh, the story goes from there. It's a long story from there, but I can definitely break it down on my journey with having a child and returning back to football.
1: Okay.
0: okay. So you just got all of that, and she I think she pretty much answered um, one of my questions, but you said you played in the lingerie football league yeah. initially. How? What was the attraction, and how did you initially have the thought process of thinking, maybe I want to play football?
2: I didn't. Um, I actually was one of my friends wanted to try out for the team and she didn't want to go by herself so she asked me like you know can you go with me and I was like all right, I'll go like I'm not interested in playing football but I'll go with you to right. see what it's like and I went and I was just a natural athlete and mm-hmm. they saw that and they was like oh we want you to play and I'm like I'm not interested <laughs> like at all <laughs> and I was like but you, you in shape you out here you know what you I said no I'm being an athlete that's what athletes do they come Absolutely. out here and do what they are supposed to do and that's just it you know Mm so i'm like i'm about to move to north carolina anyway so it's not going to work they were like no we're gonna have you we're gonna make sure we can travel i'm like what (laughs) you know so it it, that's how it turned out um so it wasn't planned it wasn't something i was interested in plus i thought it was goofy like to be running around in bikinis playing football Mm -hmm. you know i thought it was weird but it was fun we got we got a chance to travel around the world um As far as like uh, playing different teams on uh, the East Coast, West Coast. So it was fun. Um, But it was was political. It was very political. And I didn't like that because I'm not good with people telling me what I can and cannot do in certain situations as an adult. Um, But I definitely had fun and it introduced a new sport that I didn't think that I would want to play. I would watch, but I didn't think I would want to play it at all. So that's how that journey started.
0: Cool. Um, any other sports that you have played?
2: I played. I ran track. I started off running track, and that was just my first like kind of love. Um, then I was introduced to playing basketball and volleyball. They to me they were all different. Um, so I just again being an athlete, like I was just just good at a lot of different right. things. Um, so I didn't have a problem going out and being taught what to do. And being out and being to go out be able mm-hmm. to go out there and pretty much maximize my talent, yeah. so um, each sport had a different feel for me. Volleyball was fun it was fun to be able to block somebody's hit it was fun mm-hmm. to be able to spike on somebody's head or you know to be able to score um, it was fun being able to do some of the things you see in a professional volleyball, being able to do a right. jump serve and stuff like that. Um, Track was just like, I was fast. I was always fast. Mm -hmm. I had long legs. I used to always race the boys. My dad was quick. I used to always race him. And I always said, if I can beat my dad, I can beat anybody. Because he was quick. Mm -hmm. Basketball was just a physical sport for me. Mm -hmm. And I just excelled in it really well. For me, to have started so late in basketball. Mm -hmm. I didn't really get serious about it until probably my sophomore, junior year. And I just... It just took off for me. Right. Um, football, like I said, I didn't, I didn't see that until two thousand thirteen. I am already in my mm-hmm. late twenties at this point, you know. But I was always in the gym. I was always working out, so I was always in shape. So okay. I was already prepared for any sport I was going to come across.
0: Right, you could just jump right in.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Yeah. Right, so folks, that's what you're hearing here. You're hearing from a natural athlete, um, and you heard what she just said, and she basically answered Sheena. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in as well. She gave you all of that background. And, like, I wrote my questions out. And don't be surprised if I come back from time to time and say for my next question that she pretty much answered uh, my question. So you said you started out in track. Mm -hmm. And then you played basketball. And then you stumbled across football. You loved volleyball.
2: Volleyball was fun.
0: Volleyball was fun. Okay. In that combination... Where about, if you could guess on a time frame when you truly fell in love with sports, like I like you said, I, you, I understand you a natural athlete is going to be an athlete anyway, mm-hmm. and people you have to understand that you can be an athlete and not love a individual sport. You can have love for any sports, but like she just mentioned to you, an athlete is going to do what an athlete is going to do. They're going to get out there and perform. So. If it was any, or if there was a time frame that you could possibly think of, when was it a feeling of, like, a love for sports or any one of the particular sports that you played?
2: Um, It was, honestly, it was all at different times. Um, I kind of felt real discouraged with track. I want to say my sophomore year, I missed junior nationals by maybe a second. Wow. And I was, like, hurt because I'm like, mm-hmm. dang, I'm not going to be able to go to California. I'm not going to be able to run. I feel like that was my chance to really be seen, you mm-hmm. know. The school, the high school I was going to, it, they weren't known for for track runners. So it was easy for me to be on that team and be the best female on that team. So right. I'm like, I can outshine everybody, so I'm going to be seen. But it's not a school that was known for track when I, during the time I was okay. there. Okay. Um, and I kind of got discouraged from running run to run. And it just, it just became like, all right, I'm just going to do it during the seasons of when it's really in. Except mm-hmm. cross country. I didn't like cross country. I hate running long distance. Yeah, I hated cross country. Yeah, so. can't stand it. Um, mm-hmm. But I then was introduced to volleyball immediately after that. I didn't like it either. Because I didn't mm-hmm. understand it. But like I said, I was always an athlete. So if you taught me how to do something, I was going to get it quick. Right. And it just became fun. Like most, I'm gonna say mostly all these sports, as far as like volleyball and basketball, I didn't really fall in love with it until maybe my sophomore year. And my sophomore year, I was in Jersey. I went to a school named uh, Sterling High School, and majority white school, not too many blacks Mm -hmm. in the school, and I was a kid from Philly. You don't come out of Jersey, you think the kids from Philly is popping. So I was like popping, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I just was an athlete, so I was excelling better than a lot of the athletes there. This became a situation where it was like, all right, well, I'm just going to do my thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was fighting against a lot of things at that school, um, but the love for it, I want to say it started my senior year, but it grew more once I became, like, maybe in my 20s, when at this point it's, like, recreational now. Okay. And I'm taking it not as seriously, but I'm better, mm-hmm. you know. But I I love all sports because it's sports. I love sports. Anything that you can get physical with, I'm I'm forward. Okay. You know, I'm a physical person. It's that athletic
0: and competitive nature.
2: Yeah, I'm super competitive. Mm-hmm. I don't like to lose, like none of that. <laughs> but I I can tolerate losing, but I don't like to lose. Right,
0: right. Well, I mean, anybody that has any ounce of competitive nature doesn't like to lose i'm like that too um when i played i hated to lose i can and i'm like to, i don't like to use the word hate but like you said as an athlete i hated mm-hmm. to lose and i had to learn to accept it mm-hmm. um and for me it started in high school where i went to high school and i was kind of off and on my freshman year I didn't really want to But I always played basketball. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you you play with your friends in your neighborhood and all of that. And then you start to think, like, I could do this on another level. And I was always a shooter. And my friends always had this knock for me. It was like, yo, when we play and you shoot the ball, you can't miss. Mm -hmm. We know you can shoot, but you can't miss. Like, I would miss and they'd be like, yo, what's going on with you today? Like, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, I I took one shot. Like, relax. We just started playing. I'm going to get into it, but let me get myself into it. Because of my competitive nature, Mm -hmm. and like you said, being an athlete, I'm going to read everything and I'm going to figure. Okay, this is my lane, and this is where I'm going, and I'm just going to blow that lane up. And it sounds like you were kind of like that same way. I found your lane, and once you got in that lane, it's like bang. Now this lane is mine. You can try and step in it if you want to, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to make sure that you get out my way, and I'm going to do what I need to do. I was a
2: role player. You know, I knew my role in each sport. You know, Mm -hmm. so as far as like track. It was really, and it's, that's an individual sport a lot of times that right. you're in a relay. Um, but for volleyball, I knew my role. My role was to block at the net. Mm-hmm. My role was to spike at the net. You know, um, most time I was coming out after I served, I had a powerful serve. And then I wasn't playing really the back line. I would be that to the shorter players. Right. Basketball, I was a rebounder. Okay. You can put me in a game and I'll give you at least 15 to 20 boards a game. Like mm-hmm. I was just that person. I was, I was jumping high. I had great hands. Um, when it came to football, I had to learn it. I always, I watched it, but I had Mm -hmm. to learn it. And I just was going out there. It's like, I'm just going to go out here and be an athlete. If I go out here and be an athlete, eventually I'm going to pick up some of this stuff.
1: Right.
2: It honestly wasn't until this year where I said, all right, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, and I'm going to play, go back to doing what I was doing before, playing my role. If I know how to play I'm my talking. role, I'll be all right.
1: Right,
0: right. So, tell us if you can, or if you would, uh, any similarities or any differences between the Lingerie Football League and the full tackle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Huge
2: difference. Uh, One, the outfit. Lingerie, you're just in like a, like almost like a sports bra like with small shoulder pads and like a a hockey helmet and the bottoms are like brief bottoms. Um and you of course you, you purchase your own knee pads and stuff like that. Okay. I think we purchased our own or they gave them to us or whatever. Um and of course cleats and stuff like that. Um the full tackle we're we're fully geared, like mm-hmm. the men are. Right. The helmet, shoulder pads, you know, the rib protectors, the pants, the knee pads, all okay. that, you know, so we're geared up for powerful hits, you know. The same way you see NFL, NFL players out box. there. That's right. that's how we're geared up. The same exact way. Mm-hmm.
0: So you also mentioned um, in some of your dialogue that you were always in shape. You were always doing something in the gym. Mm-hmm. Is that part of the reason that sparked you to become a trainer?
2: Uh, honestly, I didn't. No, no. It was more so. My journey after having my daughter. um, I will always train myself. You know, Mm -hmm. I was always working out. I knew what to do. I was going and I was in shape. So for me, it was all about maintaining. You know, (laughs) so I knew how to do that. After I had my daughter, I I struggled because I gained almost 70, 80 pounds when I was pregnant with my daughter. And I had a hard time losing all of it. You know, Mm -hmm. so it took me maybe a year and a half, almost two years a year and a half when I started, when I said, okay, I'm gonna suck it up and I'm gonna do what I need to do to lose this weight. Right. And I got with my trainer and I met him through a mutual friend and I couldn't stand him. I didn't like <laughs> this guy. I was like, no, it's not gonna work. I know our personality is gonna clash, you know. And he had a story and he was using me like a mule almost. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna suck it up. I'm gonna suck it up. And as we're training, for a few months, you know, now I'm growing on to him, growing on to me, and I started getting in shape. And he was like, "Yo, you know, you can really train. Like, you can, you know, what to do. You mm-hmm. know, just be a trainer." And then it started being, it started becoming. People started asking me to train him. Oh, so I'm like, "All right, okay. well, I'm not a trainer. You know, what I mean, I'm right. just, you know." But it was like, "Oh, you know what you're doing." So I started, you know, it's like, "You know, something's going to do it and see mm-hmm. what happens." And that's how that happened. It it really came from me getting back in shape, people seeing my progress throughout the three years of, like, all right, you look like this, and then you got to this point, Mm you want you to train me. Right. And then it got to the point where it's like, all right, can you train this group of people or these Mm -hmm. kids and these adults and stuff like that? So it was, that's how that that story went
1: with me. Right.
0: I think that's a great story, Um, especially the part that you mentioned when you said you couldn't stand your trainer, your initial trainer, that you were going to clash. And and that just brought me to a situation with myself and my partner Baldy when we had Raheem Thompson of the Chosen League here for an interview. Mm -hmm. And we got into talking basketball, and then we started talking about training and, and how we looked at a lot of different people. And one of the things he said was, it's a little off from what you said, but one of the things he mentioned was, we see all of these people um, that call themselves trainers or whatever uh, in that right. And one of the things he said, he said, there's no way any parent that has a child that wants to be trained or coached up, there's no way you should send your kid to a trainer and that trainer's in the gym with shorts on, any old just regular T-shirt and a pair of Timbaland boots and he's just standing there holding the basketball. He said, you're starting off wrong. You, you are going on the wrong direction at that point. And I understood it, and that's just for me being a coach. And I've always felt like, as a coach or as a trainer, if I'm training you, I need to be able to do what I'm telling you to do. Absolutely. And I also felt like not just being able to just stand there and say, look, Tasha, I need you to do these suicides, but I need you to get down and touch the line. I need to be able, even if it's not as fast as my young people or the person I'm training are, I need to be physically capable of doing that suicide myself.
2: Absolutely. Honestly it wasn't that wasn't the reason why I felt like me and him was gonna clash because he knew what he was doing. He okay. could do everything that he was teaching everybody how to do. Mm-hmm. And but for me it was it was more so for me, it was mental. I didn't I didn't like the feeling of having to get back in shape. And he was okay. pushing me and the push is what bothered me mm-hmm. because I'm like, I never had to work so hard. To get in shape because I was always in shape. shape. So the clash for me and him was mainly me, not him. Okay. Because he knew what he was doing. I trusted him to get me to the point I needed to be Mm because I saw what he can do. And just being an athlete, being in shape, I knew the things I needed to do. But it was like mentally, I was like, I don't think I'm. I don't think I want to do this. You know, because it's too much work. I never had to work this hard to get in shape because I was always in shape. So, I had to turn that mentality into, all right, well, now you're out of shape what you want to do. You know, now you just got to get back in shape. So, I trusted him, and I knew he can get me there, but it was just like, I don't like him because I I don't like me right now. That's really what it was. I don't like you, so I don't like you. Right, I I get that. Honestly, I I give him all the credit because he pushed me. Mm -hmm. He pushed me, pushed me, pushed me, but... I also had a determination to keep going because I didn't stop. Right. You know, so to this day, like I don't know if I actually said it to him, but I, he helped me get to the point where I'm at right now. You know, if it Mm -hmm. wasn't for him, I don't know really. And me, me and him through my mutual friend, I don't know if I would be in this position I'm in right now. Right. Because I don't know if I would been able to do it myself or as fast. Mm hmm Um. So, I honestly. He can call me in the middle of the night and he say he needs something, I'm going to get it. Because it's like, yo, I owe you. Right. You know, so it's like, we like brothers and sisters.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He gets on my nerves because he's annoying. Absolutely. But he know what he's doing. He right. know what he's talking about. You right. know, so if I had any questions about anything, whether I want to hear it or whether I, you know, I don't, I'm going to ask him. Because mm-hmm. he won't give me the truth. Right. You know, and it's times where we had like serious talks and I'm like, I read my mind, I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Shit. like you know i'm like right <laughs> like right like i ain't trying to hear this but it, i don't want to hear it because it's the truth mm-hmm. you know we don't ever really want to hear the truth especially when mm-hmm. it hurt but i respect yep. it right and i'll take it and i'll be like he's right but i ain't nobody trying to hear that shit right now right you know
1: but
0: yeah
2: in, in reality like i i owe him a lot because he helped me he get to this point right now
0: absolutely so anybody that's listening my young people that are listening, my coaches anybody that's tuned in you heard it first from experience a lot more times than not the things that will have you upset disturbed wanting to quit are basically blessings in disguise because you have a living example sitting right here in front of you with me today that will push you and everything that she just said is like she hated it him and his mannerisms sometimes or whatever but looking back it's where it's helped her get to where she is today. And you just heard her say she has that day. They may not talk all the time, but she oh, we now. Oh, talk all the time. Well, okay, you yeah. do talk all the time. But she yeah. also realizes that, yeah, he, I didn't like it back then, but shit got on my nerves. But damn, look at what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So it has a major role in it. So kids, especially my young people, which I always like to talk to my young people, you're going to have. Times in your lives where you're not gonna like it. You're not gonna like what you're doing. But as you progress and you get to a certain stage, you're gonna look back and say, Whoa, like like I had kids when I coached and I was in that age group from ten to like fourteen. And I've always had kids that would always ask me, Coach, why are you pushing me so hard? Like you always own me in practice and this I said, well, one because I want you to get better, and two, you may not understand this right now, but you play the position that I play, mm-hmm. so I have a lot of pride in that position. And if I look at you and I say, all right, he can, he can get there, or she can get there, I'm gonna push you, you know. And, and it turns out that it helps out in the long run, like you just said. Yeah, for sure.
2: My um, trainer, uh, I actually work in the gym. I want okay. to train this in his gym, so, you know, I see him every day.
0: Oh, cool. You know, so, like
2: I said, that's why I said it was like a sister-brother relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. We're we not going to always get along. Absolutely. But you love him, you know what right. I mean? Like, you can't get rid of him. Yep. And he one of the ones like, yo, I, can't, I know I can't get rid right. of him now.
0: Right, and, and sometimes mm-hmm. you need that.
2: But you don't want something, like I said, you don't really want to get rid of those people that push right. you to the point where you are today right. because they are always growing. Mm-hmm. And they see you doing things, they want going to take you with them. And he's progressing so well in life with his journey. He just taking me along with it. So I'm seeing everything. I'm a part of a lot of stuff that he got going on. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm a real appreciative of right. what he got going on because he's taking me along the journey. And it's opening doors for me. Absolutely. You know what I
0: mean? So, yeah. you know, it's definitely. It, it, it's nothing better than seeing everything that you go through if you have an idea a thought process or a plan there's nothing better than being able to look back at the run Mm -hmm. and say yeah i needed that you know there's nothing wrong with that and i think some of our young athletes are somewhat ashamed to admit that it was like yo coach kicked my ass today i'm i can't do that no more whatever you turn around, you get back into it, and then you get to a point in your life and you're like, "Yo, like, if I wasn't doing them drills back then, I would be a little bit different and I think you learn to appreciate those types of things a lot more, and like you said, the sister brother thing, you're going to clash, and I think if you don't have the clashes, then it's going to be tougher for you to see things come to to fruition
2: yeah, for sure i i most athletes if I feel like if you like your trainer, your trainer ain't doing something right. Mm-hmm. You know, because most times you should be able to walk out of the gym and be like, I can't stand my trainer. Like, because they pushed you. Right. And they pushed you to your limits. And he will push me to my limits. And I'm like, he wouldn't allow me to use my asthma as a as a clutch. Okay. I'm like, I can't breathe. People are like, man, nobody worrying about that asthma. Like, you ain't dying. I'm like, he really don't care if I die right now. Right.
1: You know what I mean? But I'm an right. athlete,
2: so my mind is like, I ain't gonna let you see me fail. And I don't wanna fail. You know? You know, and I'm not gonna I'm not going to let you see me cringe up, so I gotta keep going. Right. But there's times I be like, I don't feel like doing this today. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just was like, all right, I just gotta do it. But he pushed me. You know, and like I said, most times people are not gonna like their trainers. You like them because of what they're what they how they're progressing you. Right. And you like, yo, like today wasn't the day I like this guy because I mm-hmm. he worked me today. Like, right. She worked me today. Right. You know, and that was that was mm-hmm. him. He worked me.
1: Right,
0: and then I think another benefit is something that you might get in that training, especially in those sessions where you like, yo, I, I really didn't feel this today, but then you translate that over into a sport, mm-hmm. and you do it, and then it's like, whoa, that light clicks on. It's like, yo, like that's that shit I didn't want to do, mm-hmm. but now it's easy. It's like I did that, like whoa, and I, I've had kids like that too, where I would actually get out there and show them, and when we would do scrimmages, I would play with the kids now i was bigger so i wouldn't do anything but shoot jump shots Mm -hmm. all the time but certain instances where i had different kids i would get on the post and i'm working you out right and they look at me and they're like coach like you really yes like i would come to the gym with my bag just like you come to the bag and while y'all stretching and running i'm stretching and i'm strapping my shoes up to i'm getting ready to go and then you get that as a coach you get that proud coach moment when you sit on the sideline and you put this kid in the game and they do something that you just worked over and over and over again. And every now and again, I would have kids run past the bench and look at me and just like smile. And I would just be like, yo, like he got it Mm -hmm. or she got it. you know. And I think that's special for coaches and athletes because now as a coach, you feel like you're doing your job. Mm -hmm. And as an athlete, you feel like Yo, I'm getting this. You know, I am doing some things that I couldn't do last week. I'm right. doing them now.
1: Yeah,
2: for sure. I um, with him, he used to put me up against men. He'd be like, to you better not lose." Like when it came to workouts. Okay. I don't want to lose, right. so I'm gonna try to outdo you. You mm-hmm. know, so, and he wouldn't. That social media is at this point everything right now. Yeah. So he will post videos of me. And he would say like some of y'all men can't even do this,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I'm like I, I really got to show out because I don't want nobody to be stronger than me, man, right. woman, whoever it is. Right. It's somebody always gonna be stronger than you. But mm-hmm. my mentality is I don't want, I want anybody to be stronger than me. Right. I don't want nobody to be better than me. And he would make me compete against people. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like or have his clients come in and be like you gonna go against Tasha today? And that might be days I'm like I ain't
1: got. Mm-hmm.
2: But I gotta go all out because I can't let somebody beneath me outdo me. Right. Even when I'm tired, right. I could have had two workouts that day. And you're like, no, you working out with us, mm. and I can't let these other right. people outdo y- me. So out and now I'm now. like, right. In my mind, I'm like, I'm tired, you know. But mm-hmm. it's like I gotta, I gotta get it in. It's only gonna make me better. And honestly, that, that right there put me in a position of being able to excel in football this year.
0: Cool. So, as a trainer, you trail men and women, mm-hmm. both? Both. So... And kids. And kids. So, out of the three, and this may seem like a funny question, but which of the three do you feel, if you could say it, is the easiest to train? Kids. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Women... Complain a lot. Mm-hmm. They complain. It's gonna be the the rare woman that's gonna come in and do what you tell them to do and not complain and be able okay. to get through the full workout without saying anything. I'm one of the women that might say complain about something, but I'm gonna do it. Right. I don't get too many women that I, I that I train that don't complain about anything. Now I train one of my um one of my one of my teammates from years ago, but she's an athlete. She already knows what she's doing, so pretty much mm-hmm. her coming in is just her working out with Right. and she don't complain about anything but women that's trying to get back in shape sometimes it's a hassle because it's just like Yo, just do what I'm asking you to do I'm not right. telling you to do anything that I can't do right. I will never make you do anything that I'm doing right now because you gotta build yourself to that point Right. men it's not too often I get men I'll get men say they wanna they wanna train and for me the men actually wanna train I don't really think that they really wanna train it's more so like let me see how close I can get to you but I have trained men um, and they'll work. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a man um, that I had for a while, um, not too long ago, and he will work, but he was comp- he was a complainer too. Okay. But he would do it, but he would complain about it. Right. Um, kids like athletes, they would just do what you tell them to do. Mm-hmm. You know whether they're doing it wrong, they'll do it
1: right. because
2: you'll get the kids that are trained to do what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and when they're around people other than their parents, it's kind of easy to tell them what to do. Because mom right. and dad, they hear them all the time. You get with somebody mm-hmm. else, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And then you get the parents like, I, I be trying to get them to do this and that? I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not mom, I'm not dad. Right. So it's easy to listen to somebody who is not you
1: Right.
2: So I'd rather train kids than, I, than train adults. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah, I, I would think like in my coaching um, Especially aspect. Especially athletes. Yeah, in my coaching athletes. aspect, and I coach basketball, I always felt that it was easier for me to coach girls. And, and people say, well, dude, like, do you even? I said, it's basketball. I said, I, I can get the little intricacies from a women's game and a men's game. I said, that's easy because I'm I'm a basketball junkie. I played basketball, so I'll pick it up mm-hmm. regardless. I said, but for me, I found it was easier for the girls. And somebody said, well, how do you do that? And the simplest way I could explain it and I wish Baldy was here with me because we both say the same thing. That And Robert Reeves, Coach Robert Reeves, agreed with us when we talked about this uh, two weeks ago at the Drake. He said, I said that if I design a play for girls, and I tell one girl, I said, you're going to set the pick, you're going to do this cut, and you're going to pop out, and when you get it, you're going to shoot the ball. And I said, Don't worry. Wherever you are, you're going to catch it and you're going to shoot it. Doesn't have to be a three. It could be a layup. It could be a mid range, whatever, 15 foot. When the ball comes to you, just be prepared to shoot it. And a lot more times than not, I found that when I did that with the girls, like you just said, they did like you said with the kids, they did exactly what I told them to do.
2: Girls are more fundamentally sound.
0: Absolutely. And I tell people that all the time. People are like, what do you mean? I said, you may not believe me, but they are very, very much more fundamentally sound. And I said, on the flip side with that, and I said, even if you take a look at today's game now, if you say that to the guys, nine times out of ten, that person that's getting that shot, he's going to be at the three-point line waiting for the three-point shot. And I said, that's not what I told you to do. I told you to run off the screen and get ready because the ball's coming. I didn't tell you to run. I said, now you're putting your teammate in a little bit of a predicament because now he's got to make a long – he or she has to – he has to make a longer pass. And I said, and now you're out of position because you can't help rebound if you miss that shot. It's a long run. And I said, it don't look like it when you're standing on the court. But when you're in the heat of the moment and you're playing – it's a nice little run from the three-point line to get back into the rim and help rebound. So I always felt like that when I said that that girls were, for me, easier. And like you said, because of the fact that they are more fundamentally sound. And I had a guy I worked with, and he played basketball. We were watching the WNBA one time. And he's like joking like, oh, man, y'all watching the WNBA? I said, look, dude, I'm a basketball fan, so I'm going to watch any good basketball. Men, women, whoever. If it's good basketball, I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be tuned in. And he goes and he says, yeah, well, you know, like, I will kill some of them. And I said, I'm willing to bet you a paycheck right now that I could pick any one of them women and they will mop the court with you. He's like, well, I'm taller. I said, okay, you can be taller, but these girls are fundamentally same." I said, you're going to have that mentality and you're going to, be skewed because you're just going to think, I'm a man, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm supposed to be better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's not always the case. Right. You know? So what would you say, if there were any or were some of your brightest moments or your proudest moments as a trainer? Mm, as a trainer.
2: You know, I don't think I quite got there yet. Cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I got there yet. I, I'll feel that way when I have kind of got some things settled on my projects I'm working on right now. Okay. And I'll feel like, all right, we're making some progress. But um, I have some good moments, you know, because mm-hmm. I'll look at some of the clients I do train. And, for instance, I for a, a while, I just stopped. And uh, I think in July I needed a break. I was doing at-home workouts at night three times a week. And I would have my aunts join in. My aunt, my oldest is sixty one, I think. The next one is fifty nine, and then another the one is fifty something. They would do the workouts. Right. And I would get people saying, "Oh, this is hard." And I'm like, you know, I be have my aunts do this stuff, mm-hmm. and you know how old they are, and you talking about this is hard. Right. You know, so you know, it's it's good to feel like, all right, I got my aunts involved. They're older in age. They're still moving around and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, I'm still, I'm still trying to get to that happy, proud moment. You know, my proud moment is not as a trainer. it's, it's My proud moment is being where I am right now as far as cool. my fitness. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I didn't think I was going to be able to get back to this point. Okay. You know, and I'm stronger than I was before. hmm You know, but um, to kind of touch on the, the girls and the boys, for me it depends on what sport it is, too.
0: Right, I can see now that. Now that
2: I'm coaching football, I'm coach. I'm one of the assistant coaches uh, at Shelham High School for football. You can't talk to the girls the same way you talk to the boys. Oh, absolutely. Because the girls don't understand that mm-hmm. a person's screaming at them. Right. You know, we're we too emotional.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And one of the other coaches on the team is my teammate for my football team. She's actually my teammate and the owner for the Philadelphia Phantoms. And I'm like, if we had coaches like we have for these the boys right now, for our team, I don't know if our females would be able to handle our coaches talking to us like this, right. but it's going to make us better. Right. Because this football. It's right. not meant to be talk like how we're talking right now. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, I want you to run this route, and when that when that player dropped down, I want you to run them over.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's too silent. Right. It's too quiet. Right. Football ain't a quiet sport. Right. You know it's like we gonna scream at you and it's like mm-hmm. if you miss the tackle it's all hell about the break loose
1: mm-hmm.
2: basketball is something different you can get your little scream on but it ain't gonna be like football right so it depends on what sport it is for me football is like that release release your aggression mm-hmm. you know and get them hype get them where they need to be basketball i like basketball with far as coaching i did coach years ago at fieri charter high school Uh, for the girls and I enjoyed it because we had some good girls Mm -hmm. and they listened and it allowed me to be able to play with them and feel comfortable Mm -hmm. playing with them and teaching them as I'm going you know like I'm y'all can't beat me but I'm Mm -hmm. here to make you better right I'm going to give you the opposition Mm -hmm. you know so I'm not going to play easy on you Mm -hmm. because the next level is not going to be easy right I want you to be better because this level right here is not where we are going to stop Mm -hmm. we're going to keep going so we can't Mm-hmm. So it, it depends on the sport, right. honestly, how you want to really get yeah. it off.
0: And just to piggyback on what you just said, to touch on that, and then that competitive nature comes, and again, it's like, you ain't going to beat me.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. He,
0: yeah. He, I don't care. Right. I'm coach. If you learn something at not, you're not going to beat me. Yeah,
2: so. I had a kid yesterday in my practice. He said, I just want to hit you, Coach Dragon. I was like, and guess what? You got to catch me first. One, I ain't trying to get hit. That's why I play defense. Mm-hmm. Right. Two, I'm not going to let you hit me. Right. You know, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's all our fun nature Right,
0: though. And that's why I said, like, when I played with this, when I would scrimmage with my guys, I would tell them, oh, so y'all know when y'all running y'all laps or whatever, and I'm on the court just shooting, loosening up, and y'all see me. And we get it into a scrimmage, and I said, oh, so you just going to stand there in that zone and let me get this clear look and shoot this? I said, you know I can make this, right? <laughs> I said, so you just going to stand here and let me shoot it? And they'd be like, go ahead, Coach. I want to see you make it. You really want to see that? I said, because let's do this then. If I make three, but you letting me shoot, you got to run laps. All right, bet, bet, let's do it. I said, well, you might as well tie your shoes up now, because if you let me shoot, I'm not going to miss. And he said, well, how do you mean you're not going to miss? You ain't going to make all of them. If you let me stand there, have a clear eye view." set my feet, get my shoulders squared, and you don't run at me, you don't flinch at me or anything like that, it's just like me shooting a foul shot. I'm going to knock it down every time. Right. I'm going to make you come out here and play some dick. I said, then you got to remember, I still can do enough where if you run at me, I can get by you. Right. So you pick your poison, but I want you to learn that You can't do that with everybody. And I say, like, you shouldn't be able, you shouldn't want to do it with me. I say, because you know I can do it. So, this is where I'm teaching you you got to get better. You don't take anybody for granted. There were often some times where we would run the kids and practice, and then we get into a game and we go up 15 or 20. The other team calls a timeout, and our guys are like, yo, like, they don't even want to sit down. Like, coach, why? I didn't call the timeout. They called the timeout. Mm And they looking, and they're like, well, we just want to keep playing. I said, take a second, have a seat. I said, now, look at that bench. I said, you look at them, they're like gassed. I'm like, yo, they tired. It's easy for y'all, so y'all missing a little bit. I said, they tired. I said, this is the reason why when you get mad at me and Coach Skip when y'all are at practice and we run y'all, and they was like, yo, we got to run all this, and we got to do this and do that? Yes, but look at the outcome. You up twenty, you ready to keep going like it ain't no stopping you, and they over there tired, and then they'll come out and they'll make a basket, and now you mad. Listen, it's basketball. They're gonna make baskets. Mm-hmm. It's no way that they're gonna not score a basket. They are, and said, if they shoot the ball enough, at some point something's gonna go in. At some point y'all are gonna get cocky, and they're gonna get a basket like the one they just got that made y'all mad. So y'all have to understand this. And, you know, it's a learning process, like you said. But for me, it was fun. And I got my fun and my enjoyment of seeing them progress. Not even so much the wins. It was seeing the kids progress. And the other point that you mentioned a little while back, when you talked about you're the coach, not the parent, I don't know how many times I got on parents' nerves and I had to tell parents, look, You bring him to practice, he's mine now. You can stay or you can leave. I prefer for you to leave, but if you want to stay, you can stay. But I don't need you interrupting my practice. I had a kid one time, we were playing the game. Everything that we went over for that week of practice. And we get into the game, and this kid, every time he's bringing the ball up the court, his dad's on the other side, he's going to that side to hear his dad talk. I'm looking, I let him do it like two or three times. The third time, the fourth time he did it, timeout. My uncle looked at me like, wait, why you call timeout? I said, I got him up. I said, listen, i tell you this right now. If I call a play that's not to that side, which I've been doing on purpose, and you go over there to your dad again, you can go over there and sit with your dad. And the dad's looking at him. then after the game, he's like, well, why are you? I said, because when he's in the game, you're not the coach. I'm the coach. So let me do what I do. Mm-hmm. You are undermining what I'm doing. And I said, when we go in the locker room, you need to stay outside. Well, why got Because you got to understand, you want your kid to be something that he's not right now. And I found that when I was coaching, a lot of times I came across coaches that were, I'm going to say, unwilling to be brutally honest with parents and let them know, yo, your kid is not as good as you think he is. But I'm willing to work with him, but you got to let me work with him. You can't cut in when I'm doing stuff. When he's home, and whatever you see at practice, and y'all get in the car, and y'all go home, then y'all talk about it. But while he's here, he's ours, and you got to let that go. And it was kind of hard for the parents to understand that. I mean, we would kick parents out of the locker room. and Like, yo, like y'all got to leave. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all yelling at the kids in this, okay, but y'all still got to leave. It's like, we not cursing at them, we yelling at them. Yeah, but when y'all here, they not getting what we telling them. This is what brings on the yelling. Because y'all telling them one thing and we're telling them something else. And when you have kids at like 10, 11, and 12, sometimes they thinking, well, oh, my dad said do this. Coach said this. I'm like I'm only going to see Coach like twice a week and then on game day, but I got to go home with him every day. He going to dog me out every day. I said, all right, that's him being a parent. But y'all got to let that go. So that was difficult for me, and I had to learn to – Ways to get around that, mm-hmm. and what I would do is I would just tell them, "Look, we go in the locker room, y'all got to stay outside." Eventually, they got it or whatever, but you know it, it took a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Proudest moment, if any, as an athlete in any particular sport or in all of your sports.
2: I'm gonna be honest; it was this year. Mm-hmm. It was this year playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to play; I just wanted to come and be a coach. Right. Um, like I said, my friend who's the owner and also one of the team. Uh, players on the team, she kept saying like Drake, just come back and play, come back and play. You in, you in shape, like we need you. I'm like nah, I ain't trying to play. She was like, listen, if you play, this is what's gonna happen, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. I'm like, nah, I don't wanna play, cause right. I know that this is my body the first time I was hurt, mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't like that feeling. So I was like I'll coach or whatever, and I'll do the you know be a strength and conditioning coach. And I came in, I did maybe like four practice without really, like, being in, too involved.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, man, I'm about to just play. Right. And I decided to play. Got that I, itch. Was in, I was in a car one day, and I was just like, having a conversation to myself, and I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Just play and see what happens. Right. And this year, we didn't have a good season, but I had a good individual season.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: To the point where the last time I played was in 2016. It's 2022 right now. Nobody knew me back then. Right. I was just playing. This year, mm-hmm. people knew who I was. Right. And it was just like, dang, like, this is what you get from playing football? Like, This is what I get? I, I went to the USA tryouts. Um, I didn't make the team, but I learned so much at the mm-hmm. tryouts that put me in a position for this season mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, all right, I'm getting picked high. You know, right? Pick number two, in the all pro game.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm like, people
2: actually know me? Like, right. I didn't even watch the all pro draft. Okay. Because I didn't, to me, it didn't mean nothing. Right. I'm like, we ain't have a good season. Ain't nobody picking us. I'm in the bathroom in the shower. I hear my phone going off. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is what's going on? And like, Drag, right. you got picked second round. I mean, first round, second pick. I'm like, for what? You know what I mean? Right. Like,
1: right.
2: it was like, for the all pro game. I'm like, y'all lying. Mm -hmm. I had to go, I had to like really look on the list like, dang, I really got picked second. That's crazy. And it was fun. You know, Mm -hmm. it was fun to go out to Texas and play amongst all the best players in the league. Mm -hmm. You know, and to have the respect of the position I play, to be able to go out there and play with these other players that are just as good, not better. It was fun, you know, and I learned a lot. But it was, it will be this year. Being picked because yeah. I didn't I didn't think that any of that was going to happen. Right. I was going out there being I mean, athletes, going out there having yeah. fun, was going out there and playing. But I took this season a lot differently. Um, I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to learn my position, my position only. I don't mm-hmm. care what everybody else is doing because if I worry about what everybody else is doing or worry about different plays and how everybody was to go, we going to mess up. So I was like, I'm oh, just going, where my position at? That's what I got to do. That's what I'm worried about. Right. I stuck to my position.
0: And
2: right. it was all she cool. Wrote
0: so like young people, you hear that. If you heard what she said, she went to the tryouts, she didn't make the team, but she learned so much. So message there, lesson there, go to the tryout, be a sponge, because sometimes the stuff that you learn could be more beneficial to you than actually making that particular team. Mm-hmm. You're going to take something. And that's one of the things you got to do what you do. But you learn things that will help you later on down the line. And that time will come. And then, like you said, people, like she just said, she didn't, people didn't know her. But then all of a sudden, she got out there and she did what she did. And then, like she just said to you, wasn't even thinking about it. And she was a very high second draft pick. So lessons to be learned, folks. I told you all it was going to be informative and some fun. So backtracking just a tidbit. And I wanted to get to this earlier, but we started having a good, very good dialogue. How did the nickname Dragon come about?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: everybody always asks this question. All right. So when I went to the, the tryouts of the Laundry Football League, I have a tattoo on my leg. And I think people thought it was a dragon. So how, because there was so many girls there trying out, they didn't have everybody's names. They didn't right. know everybody. So they were going off with what they saw. So I was the girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. The girl with the dragon tattoo. We want her. It didn't dawn on me that that they were calling me the girl with the dragon tattoo. I thought they were just saying it cuz I had a tattoo on my leg and it was just like me think I'm thinking about the movie like mm-hmm. girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like well, where are y'all getting this dragon from? It was like the tattoo on your leg. It's, it's not a dragon. And they're like well, what is it? It's like a, it's a fairy. Like it's, right. a, it's a it's a fairy like <laughs> not a dragon I was like, Yo, you know the whole time we thought it was a dragon i'm like no it's a fairy mm-hmm. it was a fairy surrounded in whirlwind like um i have a tattoo that's my tattoo on my leg and they was like all right we're just gonna call you dragon because you can run right you know i i had i had speed mm-hmm. and i had long i had long legs mm-hmm. so the the name so they was so stuck on the girl with the dragon tattoo they just said he's gonna drop the girl with the dragon so he's gonna call you dragon, dragon. Wow. And that name stuck with me, and it got to the point where it was like, "All right, now I get a tattoo of a dragon." Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I got a dragon tattoo on my leg. Absolutely. And I know if you call me Dragon, you only know me from football. Okay. So that's how I separate the two. Like if I hear somebody in the street say Dragon, automatically it's football. Mm-hmm. Automatically, if they say Savvy, Instagram. Okay. If they say Tasha, you know me. You mm-hmm. know, so that's how that name stuck, and then it just got to the point where. Dragon is just like what it is. You know, yeah. you don't mess with a dragon.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I'm going to give you that pressure. You right. Know? So it just stuck. And it's just like, it's to the point where next year, I told my uh, teammate next year, I'm actually going to change my name on the system to Dragon. To Dragon.
1: <laughs> that's
2: because everybody was like, well, who is Latasha Richardson? Like, we don't know her. Right. Name. Like, who was that? Yeah. They was right. like, that's Dragon. I'm like, you know what? Now I got to just change the name completely. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that that's very different, very unique, and, and it's kind of funny, like you said. Like they looked at the tattoo and it, they thought it was a dragon, and you were like, "Wait, I know what my tattoo is. I got the tattoo. So how are you thinking that?" So that was that's pretty decent story. Yeah, and
2: it's it's like even when I introduce myself, I be thinking like, "What name am I going to tell them?" You know, what I mean, because mm-hmm. it's like, a, "What, where, where am I? Where, where are we at right now?" And when I told the kids, you know, when they was introduced to me. And it was like, dragon. It was like, dragon? Like, the dragon dragon? Like, a real dragon? And even when I say that to people, it was like, well, that's different. And I'm like, it's not my real name, but that's just my name in the football, yeah. in the football world. That's what you're going to get. Because that's how I can separate the two. Okay. Um, but I mean, I like the name. Mm-hmm. And then you get some people that think that's my real
1: name. Mm-hmm.
2: You never know nowadays with people's mm-hmm. names. And I, I had a, I know a guy I met, in the football, and I, I told him my name was Dragon. It was in Texas, and he was like, "All right, well, what country are you from?" He thought that was a real name, like Dragon, like right. I'm like I know I'm from here, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, "I thought that was your real name," and I'm like, "No." He said, "Because in some countries, that's people' name." Right. And I was like, "Well, it's just a nickname." Right. But
0: it yeah, that's it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty decent. So we pretty much got just about all of my questions done. I mean, some of them. We answered just in conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One I want to ask, with your competitive nature, just the competitive nature, if you were not a trainer or an athlete, what do you think you would be doing? She took a breath,
1: folks.
2: Just being a mom. I'm a mom all day, Mm -hmm. every day. But if I wasn't a, a coach,
0: athlete, I think I'd just a mom. Right. That, that's a great answer. And it was a fairly quick answer. And people that follow me, you know, out of all the interviews that I've done, when I've asked people that before, they do the, the sigh, and then it's like, I don't know, and it takes them a minute. But I, I applaud you for that, um, for, for the time of your response and the brutal honesty. Of your response. I I think that's a great thing Um, that you do what you do, but mom seems like mom trumps everything. Absolutely. Cool.
2: Absolutely. Honestly, I mean, I've been doing sports, I've been in an athlete Mm and sports world for so long, I don't know what life would be like if I didn't do it. Right. Even when I wasn't playing sports after I had my daughter, I was still involved in it somehow, some way. My daughter's father played basketball. So we was always at his games. He was coaching, okay. we was always at his, his kids' games. So mm-hmm. his son played. So we was it was always basketball. It, it right. just never stopped for me, Right. to the point where it was getting exhausted. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, all right, now I'm getting myself back into the rhythm of things. I'm getting back in shape. I can do more now. So now it's just like, when I do these things, my daughter come along with me. Mm-hmm. My daughter is with me. And I, when I was just playing recreational basketball, She'll be right there. she will be on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Teammates be like, We got her. Why we win when she sit over here with us? Football, she'll be right there, you know. So okay. I went she she's involved in so much of my life. Right. My training. She's at the gym with me sometimes. When I do my classes, she's there. Sometimes mm-hmm. she's involved in my in my workouts. So she's already she's been already groomed around sports okay. from birth. Okay. I took we was I had her at basketball games at three months. Wow. You know, so she's been around it. That's all she sees.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because it's like, all right, I'm not sure what she's going to want to do. I don't know what she's going to be interested exactly. in. Right now, She's her interest is all over it. She's five. Mm-hmm. She just turned five. But she's going to be tall. So I really don't know what she's going to be capable of doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Naturally, I bought a basketball court for the house. Right. Now, she'll go and play that. Her dad's a freaking nature with basketball. So that's all he cares about. Mm-hmm. Not all he cares about. That's all he does. So yeah, he's,
0: all he kind he's kind like, of like, he's obsessed.
2: So... That's what she sees with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Her, uh, my daughter's oldest brother, um, not through me, but he plays basketball. So we would go to his games and stuff like that. She would see me play. So she's, that's all she sees is sports. Right. So I'm, I'm the type of person, I don't want to force her to do anything she doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, whenever I see interest in something, I'm just going to put her in it and see what she does. Right now, her interest is Gymnastics. She watches the ninja kids on YouTube, so all she want to do is do cartwheels, splits, and, you know, kicks and stuff like that. And she want to show, you know, how well her right. athleticism is with that. So I'm like, all right, I don't think she's going to excel in gymnastics. She's At five years old, she was turned five in June. She's one. And mm-hmm. her doctor was like, she grew in four inches in a year. Did you realize that, mom? I said, no, I see her every day. I said, I don't see it until so she's next to a kid her age, and she's mm-hmm. towering over them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But she told me, she said, her in height might be about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, wow. Her in height. So I was like, wow. I'm like, gymnastics is not for tall people. No. You don't really see tall people it's in not. gymnastics. Right. But why not do it mm-hmm. to get that experience in balance? Right. Every sports needs balance. Right. Every sports needs strength.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to put her in it. So mm-hmm.
2: I'm waiting for the summer to die down. Once school starts. Boom, as right. so you leave school, you're going right to the gymnastics. Yeah,
0: and, and there's always something that can translate back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a cousin, he played football, and he played basketball. And someone would ask me, like, well, why is he playing football and basketball? Because, like, them seasons kind of cross, so he's playing football, and then he's got to wait and play basketball. I said, yeah, I said, but the mental toughness, the physical nature of football is going to help him on the basketball court. He played running back in football, so that footwork is going to help him in basketball. The constant running is going to help his conditioning in football from basketball.
2: College is going to be a little tricky to do that, especially depending on what level you're playing right.
0: on. Right. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So let's have a little bit of fun now. <laughs> well, we're going to talk a little bit of fun and some other stuff. And I have one question that I'm going to save, and it's a situation that I'm almost certain. That you may not remember, but okay. I'll get to that in a second. So just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. what is your take on the WNBA? Because we've heard about Liz Cambage walking away from her contract. We've heard um, Naneka Agumakwe with her concerns about the travel conditions. And then just the overall conditions of the NBA in comparison to I mean, the WNBA in comparison to the, the NBA. What are some of your thoughts on the state of the WNBA right now?
2: So I'm going to be honest. Um, I haven't followed much basketball okay. in the past couple years. I'm going to tell you why. Because I was exhausted with it. Mm-hmm. It was nonstop for me for a long time, especially when I was with my daughter's father. It was all the time, all the time. I it was that. like, I need a break. And when right. I said I was going to take a break, I said I was going to take a break, and then it, it's to the point where I was like, I don't even want to play, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I'm hearing the stories and stuff like that because I'm not heavily involved in it. I don't really, I don't haven't really digging too deep into to see what's really going on. But um, we we need more as women more publicity, you know. Mm-hmm. We're not. It's it's until like maybe like it was Lebron, uh, Kobe Bryant. Saying we need to support these women.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If we get more of those players and more of these other players that are elite players that are actually supporting, then we'll probably get more. But it shouldn't be like that, you know. Right. Even well, some of these players in 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 the United States are getting less here and getting paid more overseas, mm-hmm. you know. And NBA, they can play one season to be perfectly fine and rest and vacation yep. on all season. Women, they got to go overseas. Women got to go overseas. It's it's bad because no one, I feel like no one respects women's sports Mm -hmm. unless it's a sport that is like soccer. Right. Soccer is different for women because in different countries, soccer is the sport. Right. You know, um, but when it comes to basketball, even the football, Mm -hmm. you know, we we don't get the same support that men get. Right. And we're just as... Athletes is the next, you know. In my opinion, some of us women are better than half the men, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I really don't like. I said I really don't know much about. I, I've heard about the the player who has walked away from her contract. When I feel like when a woman does stuff like that, it's for a good reason. Absolutely. Because we're not they're not getting paid as much, mm-hmm. so it had to have been something deep that she felt like I gotta walk away from this. Right. You know. um. The travels, I really don't know much about what's going on with the travels, but I mean, mm-hmm. we living in a tough time right now. Absolutely. So I don't, I can see why that would be a concern for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't been following much basketball.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it, it was just something different. Like, I thought, like, me and Baldy talk about it all the time. Man. And, like, I'm a big advocate. Like you said, they need the publicity. And, like, when people ask me about that on social media or in person, and we get to talking about the WNBA, and I'm like, look, it needs to be a whole lot more done. And I said, if I could find a way to wiggle myself in, I'm all in. Because I feel like they should not have to, like you just said, they should not have to go overseas after they're playing. Like, they just played the a whole season. And now they got to go overseas. So, like, mm-hmm. where's the rest time for their body? Where's the recouping time for their body? Like you said, the men, they get their season. And then they get their time. They spend with their families. they on vacations or whatever. And then they come to training camp. And it's a lot different for the women. And I've always said that I feel like the resources are there. I said, I feel like they need a lot more help from their big brother. And their big brother has the, losing, don't know what word, but they have the tools, for lack of a better word, to be able to support, and I feel like they should support, especially for those cities that have an NBA team and a WNBA team. Mm. I think it needs to be a lot more support there for those women. Uh, secondly, and, I, and it's great that I had you here, that I get it from a women's perspective because, like I said, it's usually me and Baldy, and I'm talking to guys, and we can give our perspective, but it's a little different when it comes from an actual female right. perspective. What is your take, or what do you think about the Brittany Griner situation?
1: I felt
2: that one coming. Um, mm. All right. So, you know when you travel in certain places, you just can't do certain things. I know if I go to the municipal building downtown, I can't walk in with my weapon, whether I'm licensed to carry or not, right? Mm-hmm. You go to certain countries, they don't tolerate certain things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nine years is harsh. Yes. That's harsh. Mm-hmm. But if you know that these certain countries are strict on certain situations, mm-hmm. such as drugs, I don't mm-hmm. care if it's a vape, a, a little piece of bud, or whatever it is, I'm not doing it. I don't want to get myself involved in anything that's going to get me in trouble. Right. The last trip I went on, I went to Mexico. I'm not going to the hood. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to certain places in Mexico you know Mm -hmm. because I don't belong there I'm going to stay where I'm supposed to stay and keep myself safe absolutely so when you go certain places you got to understand like you just can't do certain things Mm -hmm. and it just is what it is you you got to have some type of discipline to say like all right, during this time I just can't do certain things right just can't do it right if I'm if I if I need a smoke or a drink or whatever but it's during this time Basketball season, like I'm just gonna hold off for a minute. Mm-hmm. It's not that deep for me to lose my career over this, right? Thing. But it's nine years harsh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. that's very harsh. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I don't, I don't really know how much time is enough time,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but an example set is enough time for me, right? Just know that we can't do this, right? I, I hope that something happens where she can get out and she does get to come back home, but I feel like if. I hate to bring this up because it's it can this that conversation go for a long time. If that was a man, Mm -hmm. it might be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when we have other situations that are kind of being swept under the rug. Oh yeah, no doubt. When we're making a vape pen, a big deal, Mm -hmm. you know. But you got to know when you're in certain places, you just can't do certain things. Right. I'm not going to certain countries and inquiring about anything. Now I had nothing, no need to inquire about, Mm -hmm. and then trying to get home. Mm -hmm. It's already bad enough trying to get home. Right. You got to go through all the process and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know, you're getting looked at like that ain't you on ID. Right. You know, so, yeah. Right. And
0: just ironically, she got caught up right before they started a war. And I'm glad that you were here again. Female perspective, a little different. And when I talked about it, when people asked me about it from the very beginning, and I said, What you all here in the United States have to understand is the fact that, yes, it is a legal system, true that, but you have to come out of your comfort zone and stop thinking that just because what she did and she got locked up, that it's the same way it is here. It's not. I mean, overall, you could say generalized. it's a legal concept, we got laws, they got laws, you break the law, you go to jail, same thing here, but it's a difference Over there, Mm -hmm. different country, different legislation, like it's a dictatorship. So it's like what they say goes, you know, here in the United States, you got your legal assistance. You can fight it and this, that, and the third and whatever. And also one of the other things that you said, and I said this to people and I said, she's been playing over there for at least four years. Okay. So you're going to tell me that she didn't know the rules. Right. And then somebody said, well, no, she could have been packing in in haste or whatever. I hear your point. I get you. But I'm going to agree to disagree where I said she's been over there. It's constant for her. So she knows. And I said, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have got no jail time. or She should have just been swept under the rug or whatever like that. I said, nine years is tough. It's tough. And I said, but you also have to understand where she is. And I said, and then you also have to take her account in it. Take her role in it. Not that I'm bashing her or not on her side or anything like that. I said, but you have to look at the entire picture. And like you just said, I'll go to, and you can even do that in the United States. You go to certain parts of a certain city Mm -hmm. and you know, you're not supposed to be there. I went to Chicago and I got in the taxi cab, and I said to the guy I could leave in the hotel, I said, listen, all I want to do, I want to go to the United Center. I got to get a picture of the statue. I said, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan, and I'm here. And I said, I can't leave here without getting a picture with the statue. So we're in the taxi. And he and the dude, initially, he was like, look, I really am not supposed to wait for you. At the time, they were doing construction, so the statue was moving. But I said, listen, if I catch somebody, I'm going to let them snap a couple pictures, one or two of me, and I'm going to get a picture of a couple of myself. So he was like, all right, I'll wait for you. So, as we're riding back, we started talking, and he's like, Where are you from? And I told him where I'm from. And I said, I heard some stuff about Chicago. And I said, Where I'm at now? This is like downtown Chicago. I said, It's really, really clean here. And he said, Yeah, well, it's heavy fines for us here in Chicago. And I said, Okay, so I've heard some things about the hood. And he was like, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I can ride you by there, but it's going to be a distance away. And I'm like, A distance away, I was like, "Yeah." He said, "I'm gonna get you as close so you can see it." He said, "But you're out of town. You really shouldn't be there like that." And I said, "I get it. That's, but I appreciate it." I said, "As a matter of fact, you don't even. We only had to do it. I'm gonna take your word for it, and I understand. Just like you said, you understand. Especially when you're in a foreign country, it's like, like you said, I know I'm not supposed to go across that street, Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna, I'm not going to go across that street. And, And you know, but again." It was just good to have a female perspective on those two things that I've been talking about for a good while now. And then, like I said, it's always just me and my guy. So it was great to have uh, another, a female uh, perspective on those things.
2: And you got to keep in mind what, what's going on in the world. Like we have issues with different countries.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's
2: like we're, we're having, we're at war with, with Russia right now. Right. So you don't think that they're going to make her an example? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we got our ex-president saying things that he shouldn't have. You don't know nothing about what you're talking about. Right. So it's making things worse. Right. But it's just like, you mm-hmm. just can't go to certain places and think you can do what you want to do. What you want to do. Yeah. You have to follow the law. Right. Follow the rules.
1: Right. Or leave. Right.
2: You know, it, I, I feel like, all right, if you're trying to give her a punishment, she can't come back to Russia. Right. She can't come back to Russia to play. Right. For her. Anybody gonna take her though, so she's not really missing anything, right? Might be a couple dollars loss or whatever, or she mm-hmm. might gain something, but nine years is harsh, yeah. I think it it really is, I match. think
0: that's, I think that is severely harsh, yeah. And like you said, we can appear to make light of it, but it's a vape pen, and like you said, people have to get that concept out of their head in the United States, it's just a vape pen, but in Russia, it's not just the vaping mm-hmm. you know you have to understand you have to be able to correlate the differences so
2: and like you said, like we talked about laws are a little bit different even when you travel oh yeah like gun law right jersey don't respect pennsylvania's gun absolutely. law. absolutely even when i go to jersey like i if i know i'm going over there I, i'm mm-hmm. licensed to carry mm-hmm. and i always carry so it's like when i know i'm going on, my parents live in jersey so i'm like all right if I'm home, we'll make sure I leave it home.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: if I know I'm traveling over there and it's like an unexpected travel, I know I gotta separate everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Just in case I get pulled over, mm-hmm. they can see that is no way right. that I had any intent to do anything when mm-hmm. my gun mm-hmm. is up here in the glove compartment. everything else is in the back in the trunk. Mm-hmm. I, I, ain't, I ain't, it's my no right. intent.
0: And, and, yeah, but you gotta
2: I, know when you, you go to know. certain places. Yep. You know, um, even for our football season, we traveled to Atlanta. Atlanta and uh, Georgia Honors are, are a license to carry. Mm-hmm. I knew my bag was going down on the van. So I was like, do I really want to travel? Have my bag go down there? I was flying down there. I'm like, do I want to take my, you know, because I, I can't. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do it. But I know I had a teammate who did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, just certain places you just know. Absolutely. But that meant you had to look into it. Right. Like you said, she's been there for how many years? She knew. Yeah. She knew better. She knew. But, yeah, yeah that's a harsh punch, yeah, man. I, I yeah, think it they is. need to let her go. Yeah, I think let they go. do too. Yeah. Give her a couple, if you want to give her a couple months, you make, her, make her an example of something. Right. Like, that is an example. Yes. It is it's all over the world this point. Mm hmm. Now, she, that's going to always follow her. Yes. Give her a charge and let her go. Right. You right. know what I mean? Because to her, basketball, her life is basketball. Right. She ain't applying for no job.
0: Right. Right.
2: That's her job. And you're
0: hindering her now. You're, you're, Hindering her from earning any type of living right now.
2: Right, her name is going to take her name alone is going to allow her to get anything she wants for real for real. Mm-hmm. And all right, you got her sitting there. What are you going to do? Right.
0: What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. And I like just things you just mentioned about Jersey, like I'm a licensed to carry too, and I have to try to remember all the time. And I have been in instances where I was on my way to Jersey, and then I was like,
1: oh shit, mm-hmm. I had
0: to pull over. And separate. separate like I'm not going back home. Like I'm too far away from home now. I'm not going. To, I just got to separate. And yeah, but you know, I don't
2: touch New York with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't touch New York yeah. with it. If and I and know it's, it's York crazy. Is like it's crazy how you have some states that reciprocate and some that don't. But it's just the way different states are. And you know,
2: nothing you can do about it.
0: There's nothing you can do about it except what you just said. Get the knowledge and be prepared for that type of situation so before we flip the script a little bit there's the one thing that uh when i said i to bring something up and i said i'm almost certain that you may not remember so a while back and i've known about you for years now um a while back there was a documentary about a high school basketball team from New Jersey (laughs) Uh and there was a particular young man on that basketball team by the name of Michael Kidd Mm Gilchrist and watching the documentary I grew or I was drawn to him Mm -hmm. in that documentary and I don't know what I was doing I think I might have just been scrolling through social media or something And I think I came across a post that you had posted about the documentary or about him. And then it was around the time that he was getting drafted. And I commented on that post and I was like, yo, it was a great story. Um, I hope he does well. And if I remember, and I know I don't remember exactly, but your response was, thank you. I appreciate it and keep watching out for him. Um, since so that that sounds like something that you would have possibly said yeah, I respond right positively. so just quick question, like I said, you probably don't remember that whole situation. I'm sure you remember the, the the documentary and all of that right. What's his situation now? what's going on with him? what is he doing
1: now?
2: um you know i when it comes all right, so when it comes to my brother i I don't talk about his situation much because cool. I'm not the sister that he. That opens up to talk to him like everybody else does. Okay, I don't bug him about stuff like that. So whenever he feels like he want to talk to me about it, he will. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to be that person that don't give him that stress. So gotcha. I'm just like, to me, is just.
0: A He's just brother. my brother. That's
2: it, right? Of course, everybody else is looking at it like something different, mm-hmm. but it's just like to me, it's, it was just a normal situation. Um, you know, but he's doing good. Um,
0: good. He's, I'm glad
2: uh, to hear that. He has, he has kids now. You know, he's he's doing some really good work. Um, he has a foundation called Change and Impact where he's trying to help kids that have stutter issues have um, get insurance for speech therapy, which mm-hmm. is clearly not covered right. for kids who have issues and need speech ther- therapy. They don't have, I guess they come out of pocket for mm-hmm. for that. So he's trying to he's traveling the world uh, by doing that. That the COVID, when COVID happened, it opened mm-hmm. up a lot of opportunities for a lot of these players to do different things. Um, and that was one of the things that he came up with. Uh, but he's doing well. He's he's working out, and you know he's cool. he's still a part of the. He's, his name is still on the list. Yeah. You know, but you know he he's doing what he needs to do, and.
1: Mm-hmm. When
2: he's ready to talk about when whatever right. he's ready to talk and about, and everybody yeah. has
0: to do things at their own at their Absolutely. own times, but at their own pace, yeah. So that yeah. that's that's really good news. And I said I just thought that that would have been was a little bit of fun to bring up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we COVID had a little happened. bit more Let me time. Just
2: say that COVID happened and he had a, a medical condition from COVID. You know, okay. so even with that, as we all know in the NBA, you have to get right. You got to get physical, mm-hmm. and that hindered him for a little bit. And it didn't. You know, he didn't. He didn't quit. You know, he's, right. if he want to play, he can play. Right. You know, but
0: he's doing good. good. Like I said, I'm just glad to hear that he's doing well. Uh, and like I said, and, and I only brought that up because, like I said, when I watched the documentary, I was immediately drawn to him. And I still, to this day, I couldn't even honestly tell you why mm-hmm. completely I was drawn to him. But watching that documentary, I was drawn to him. And, and if I had to give an answer for, for a reason why right now, I think I would say that he kind of reminded me of myself when I was at that age where I was good enough to be a starter, just about good enough to be the man, Mm -hmm. but kind of like you, I played my role Mm -hmm. and let my role take me where I wanted to get. And I feel like that's what he did Mm -hmm. from that point on until making it to the pro. So I'm glad to hear that he's doing well and he's doing some other things, you know. And it sounds like it's something that was a passion for him, you know, with the foundation and everything like that. So mm-hmm. it, it's good to hear. Yeah, sure. So we have a few minutes left. Mm-hmm. Well, we actually have a lot of time left, but we have a few minutes mm-hmm. left. So now, it comes the front part. Now we can flip the script. Okay. So now I'll be the interviewee.
1: <laughs> and
0: mm-hmm. now that you've been sitting here with me, um, I don't know how much since we first spoke about you doing interviews, you looked at my stuff, I know you saw the videos that I posted so anything that you might want to ask me let's have at it
2: you know what, I was curious about uh, you know, why you want to be on your show I was like, this is random I was like, uh, okay I'll do it I've never done a podcast before so I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I watch a lot of podcasts um, because I think Mm -hmm. it's raw I think mm-hmm. it's uh is the moment you can actually put you out there without having mm-hmm. a filter. Right. And I was like, okay. You know, and I thought it was the perfect moment for me to do that because I'm like, all right, I got a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. So, boom, let me put myself out here because I I want those people who are watching these podcasts, if I do go on or whoever show, to follow along on my journey because I'm not mm-hmm. done. You right. know, and know that not only am I doing this as an individual, I'm doing this as a mom.
1: Because mm-hmm.
2: I'm always going to be a mom first, and it's just like if I can do this, if I got all this going on as a mom, I want to inspire other women to be able to do the same thing, mm-hmm. and even men to do things with their women, their their daughters, right. and stuff like that. But I was curious. And I was like, what made them pick me for mm-hmm. the show?
0: Okay. So, what made me pick you for? Uh, the show. Um, first, um, this has been a passion of mine. I've been doing this now for like seven and a half years now. It's a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. But I've always had, or not always, but any interview that I've done on this show has always been just the guys. It's always been the fellas. Um, any other female aspect that I've had on the show was not sports related. Oh, I had other than like a trainer. Mm-hmm. But when I saw that tr- you you were the both sides, the trainer and the actual athlete. I felt like that was a little different. I felt like that was a little unique. And what really, really sold me and made my determination solid was when I saw that you played football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. I felt like this is a, a lady that is playing football. And I'm like, she plays defensive and And I'm thinking to myself, like, wait a minute, like, defensive end is like somebody that's got a high motor. And like I said, I'm thinking male stuff. I'm like, it's a high motor, very, very competitive. And as I started scrolling through and I saw the things that you did and I saw it, I was like, it would be great to have a full on female athlete slash trainer on the show just to give a different perspective um because i felt like i talk about women's sports women's national tennis women's national soccer team i talked about them i constantly talk about the wnba and all the other stuff and i'm like but it's always from a male perspective like even if i have other guests my partner baldy's usually here with me um on mondays and i'm like we talk about it but it's always from a male perspective and like one of the things that we pride ourselves on here and i think i mentioned this in the beginning is we're going to give you sports but we also want to give you like us athletes and coaches always like to say the game within the game Mm -hmm. so there's a difference between me sitting here and going through what i go through and giving you my spiel and whatever and everything i said but it's a bigger difference when you have a female that actually does it and they give you their perspective. So that was one of the main reasons. And it's Or crazy actually the main reason why.
2: It's crazy because a lot of women don't understand women that play football. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Because I was that I was that person years ago when I was like, well, why are they playing football? Ain't they playing right. football lingerie? Like, I didn't get it. And now it's just like, all right, I'm in it now. It's, and my now is my family is the one that's saying, like, why do you want to play you know, football mm-hmm. is so rough on your body. You're not going to be able to do this. You're going to be like this. And it's just like, you know, for me, it's just like competitive nature, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I was going to play offense. I, my first game, I injured my hand. So I had to, the entire season, I had a pad on my hand. I had almost like a mitt. I had to create a mm-hmm. mitt. So mm-hmm. that way, you know, I wouldn't have like any traumatic force to the hand. So right. I was stuck playing defense because I couldn't catch The other position I'm going to go out for was tight end. Um, So I was kind of stuck on defense. But um, I I like doing things that people say I can't do. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to push that envelope. I was that that person that pushed the envelope. But, you know, I'm just... I feel like if people don't like what I do, then I'm not for you. Right. You know, and I'm the type of person, like, I I like support. Just support. Mm -hmm. Whether you like it or not. You know, and this year... You know, my family was support regardless. And they came out and, you know, it was good to see them on the sidelines cheering me on. Right. And to be, you know, at my age, and you know, I'm like, I, I still got it. You know, I still... But this year I'm actually stronger than okay. I was the last year I played. Mm-hmm. So my season this year was a lot different. Right. And I studied the game. Right. And now that I'm coaching, um, is a like I'm looking at football super different now
1: mm-hmm. to
2: the point where I wish I had started coaching last year just to get more involved with it so I can understand right. it. But now that I'm coaching, mm-hmm. we just been in practice maybe about a good three weeks now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And man, I'm like, this next season come up, I'm going to be a problem. Because right. not only am I surrounded by it, I'm teaching it, and I'm mm-hmm. learning from the other coaches right, and I learned from the pl- my players that mm-hmm. I get to finally watch what's finally going on instead of mm-hmm. me watching my teammates and this and that and then with football don't get it messed up we still women right I can take somebody screaming at me I can take that okay I know everybody else can't right because for me a lot of times it's one, one air out the other like I hear you but mm-hmm. I'm not going to let it affect me that much because I'm just going to walk away from it. Like, right. I hear you. Just know I hear you. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the females on my team are not like that. Like, but at the end of the day, we're still women. Right. You know. But uh, I'm right. just a I'm a freaking nature. You know. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like, like right. my mind is always on like get busy. Mm-hmm. You know. So.
0: Yeah, I, I think, just wish
2: people understood that females can do the same thing that right. men can do. And I think it would right. be a different ball game across the board.
0: Right. One of the other things, that you just brought up that point, one of the other things, one of the other reasons um, I reached out was <clears throat> because I, I have a strong, strong sense of help, support for our youth. And I'm always talking work at the youth study center too but i'm always talking to kids especially like kids that i see that i know that play sports and i always quiz them a little bit and i'm like so what are your plans if you can't or when you're done playing this sport so because you can't play this sport forever and i said i do the podcast and i show you like these are some things that you can do where you can still stay connected Mm -hmm. to the sport just not playing and i also felt like it would have been, it was great that they see me and they do this, and now for some of the younger women that look like us can see you and say, oh, okay, so I don't have to play all the time. I can find another niche where I can get in and still be connected, Mm -hmm. just maybe not playing. So I think that was another reason why that, that I reached out, you know, because of who you are, and like I said, to the youth that look like us. I think it's an inspiration and they can see that you don't necessarily have to be that athlete. There are other ways that you stay connected because every child, every youth is not gonna be a really good athlete. There are some that are just not gonna be athletic, but they can still love sports and there are other ways and I think feel like they don't see it enough that there are other ways to stay connected to a sport or sports in general, where I don't necessarily have to be an athlete. So that was another reason why.
2: I feel like I'm gonna be connected for a very long time. Um, one because I see my daughter playing a sport. I just mm-hmm. don't know which one, but regardless of whatever it is, you know she got to do something. And I tell mm-hmm. her all the time, "I care okay, what you do. You got to do something." Mm-hmm. Um, like my days tell me, you can't come straight home. Got right. something to do, right. and I wasn't that yearbook committee person. I wasn't the, mm. the arts person. I was like, I'm gonna do sports. If mm-hmm. I can't. If I can't come straight home. I'm gonna do sports. Right. Um. So I feel like I'm gonna be connected for a long time because I want to be. I love being right. in the atmosphere of it. And right now, with coaching football, you don't have too many females coaching football, but it's so many women enter into what they call a the man's world, that is highlighting now where you got. For the USA games for the football, when right. our, our our team, well, all the players from here, got whoever got picked, went over. Mm-hmm. Their whole referee was all women, right? You know, so mm-hmm. and then you have women refereeing the NBA now. Mm-hmm. The NFL, and a few of them. You got the NFL. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. women on the NFL coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're allowing, they're slowly allowing us women. To be involved in this this right. world they call as a man's world. Right. Um, but women can do it, you know. Yes. So it's like with me being one of the assistant coaches is another coach on the team, she's a female, and her son plays as well on a team, and he's a D one he's a D one player all day long. Mm-hmm. He has tons of offers at this point. Um at this point, if our team does well.
1: Mm-hmm. make us look good. Right.
2: And we're women. So mm-hmm. me and my partner, our name is Star. Where we had a D-line? The D-line is the first people on the line. You're the first people to attack on that right offense. T- right in the trenches. So if you, if we can get a team, just our D-line, to be unstoppable, and they mm-hmm. say, who are y'all coaches who were training you, they look over the sideline and see two females, that's going to make us look good.
0: Absolutely.
2: I want to keep growing. I don't want to right. stop it at this one level. I'm not a stopper. So when I tell people like that's not my end goal, sometimes I don't know what my end goal is, but it's like, I'm going to keep going so I can't go no more.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And like I said, I don't know what my daughter want going to do. And to be quite honest, I feel like it's going to be basketball because that's what she sees more of. Right. I really wouldn't want her to get into football, but now they have, they're opening up in Philadelphia flag football for girls mm-hmm. for these high school teams. And... Some of these colleges are offering full scholarships wow. for flag football for girls. Okay. So now they're they making it a sport. So mm-hmm. now they're trying to get these girls out there. Right. But I, when I was pregnant with my daughter, real quick, I had a dream. I wanted the boy so bad. I said, if I have a boy, that boy is going to be like 6'9", 6'8", going to be <laughs> off the rip. So I was like, I want a boy, I want a boy, I want a boy. I had a, The day before I had my ultrasound, everything during pregnancy I dreamt of. The day before I took my test, I had a dr- had a dream that I was pregnant. I woke up the next day, took the test, so I was positive. Boom! Moving forward, the day before I went to get my ultrasound, the day where they said we can find out what you're having, I woke up. I was like, it's a girl. They was like, how you know? I said, I dreamt it. Like I knew mm-hmm. it was a girl. I get there, they was like, you wanna know what you are having? And I, I really didn't want to know, but when she said she was like, it's a girl, I cried. I was like, I wanted a boy so bad. Right. And. I can't remember when it was in, in, my, in my term, but I had a dream, and I kind of saw, I was at a basketball game, and I was there, and in my dream, I was there for my daughter. Mm-hmm. I saw what she looked like and everything. Hair color, complexion, wow. almost facial features and everything. Mm-hmm. My At the time, my daughter's father, we were together, and he said, I hope she come out dark skinned. And I was like, she not. I said she is light as they come, <laughs> and and when she when I birthed her she was just just as white as ever. But uh, she's a little brown skin, little caramel complexion. Right. But I dreamt her like I knew she was going to have dimples. I knew what kind of texture hair she was going to have. Mm-hmm. I just knew what she was going to look like. Right. So my dream, I'm like, I wonder if this is going to actually happen because how I dreamt it, like to to detail to knowing that she's going to have dimples. I'm like, I, that's not something I would. Right. Have thought she was going to have but complexion and everything I said it's a girl I know it because I dreamt her Wow. but I it's come from easy. a family of dreamers okay. and mm-hmm. it's it just things that just happened but mm-hmm. I'm going to be around her for a while she got to do something and I think Absolutely. it's going to be basketball so whatever she do I'm going to support her but if it's to, whatever she's going to be she come from a crazy pedigree line
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know I'm an athlete her dad's an athlete Grandpa on her father's side was a a major athlete. You know, my family were athletes. So Mm -hmm. it's in her nature to be that. Right. And at five, she's like a super independent person. She don't want nobody doing nothing for her. Like at certain ages, my mom was telling me she's so advanced in certain things that she shouldn't be doing at her Mm -hmm. age. And I'm like, well, is this okay? Like, you know, I'm a first time mom. I don't know. You know, so I'm just like, I'm just happy that I'm feel like I'm raising a little me right now. Mm-hmm. So we're just going see get yeah. just want to see where it goes.
1: We're just going
2: to see where it goes. I'm going to be around it for a long time. I'm going to be around right. so I can't be around
1: it. Right. As you
0: should. Yep. Yeah. Any more questions for me? No, I don't think
2: I have any more. I wasn't prepared to ask questions. As so I did not even had none. Oh, cool.
0: Well, thank you again. I, I, I want to thank you for, um, taking your time out of your morning, your busy schedule to sit and chat with me for a while. Um, I definitely appreciate all of your insight, um, all of your input. Uh, so, before we go, mm-hmm. let everyone know where social media handles, where they can find you, and all of that kind of stuff.
2: Okay, so on Instagram, I'm um, fitness I think that's what I am. It's, yeah, it's, it's like
0: Savvy with two V's, too. Yeah, Savvy make with sure two you spell V's. It right.
2: um, Facebook, I'm on there as Latasha Richardson. I don't really use any other handles like Twitter and cool. all that. I it's too much. I'm not really, I hate social media, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't stand it. But right. for business purpose, right. I have to post stuff. Right. You know? Right. Um,
0: that's that's kind of like where I am now, too. Like, it started out for me with the Facebook thing because it was like, oh, well, you can reconnect with all your friends from high mm-hmm. school and this and that. And I thought that was kind of cool, you know, because, you know, we get older. We mature. We have families. We can. Life right. takes over, so it was. I thought it was like that's kind of cool where I could sometimes talk to these people mm-hmm. and catch up and see what they're doing, and then I started doing this podcast, and then it's like, and like honestly, I don't remember the last time I actually created a post for my personal page. Like it's still active, but I'm like anything that I post is generally focusing me, shooting me to just so for the show. So that's that's where I I stay at now. Sure. So.
2: You can definitely support us at uh, the Philadelphia Phantoms, our football team. I'm also coaching at Shelham High School, the mm-hmm. varsity um, team there. And not only am I a trainer, but I also work too. Mm-hmm. I I work I work in the in the health field. Um, I'm a I'm a community manager, so I'm more mainly in the field, like as soon as I leave here. I got a jet to go check on my clients, right? You know, and then I got a jet to go to practice, so it's mm-hmm. like my day stay busy.
0: Right. See, I told y'all I thought I was busy, but y'all got somebody that's super busy, yeah, busier like than me. I, believe it I'll or
2: I'm going to move. Um, so, like just before I came here, I was at the office with my daughter. Mm-hmm. I had to drop her off, and then I ran back to the office. They came here, and I'm like, all right, I still got to make my moves for work, and then I got to go handle practice and stuff like that. So, right,
0: yeah. So again, thank you, Miss Natasha Richardson, the Dragon, for joining me today. I hope you all enjoy this conversation. And also remember, folks, I will be, or the team will be at the Drake Tavern this evening. Uh we will get you ready for tonight's preseason game against the Bears uh and the Seahawks. And of course, you know where to find me, right here on this group page on Facebook, SportsWag Podcast you can also catch me on instagram at sportswrap underscore d and just sit tight the audio will be up within the next couple days you know where on iheart google podcast and once you have to give me a couple days and i'm going to do some editing and some fine tuning and this video will definitely go up on the youtube channel which is uh sportswrap tv and again like i always tell you get over there like the like the videos that you like, subscribe to the channel and hit that bell. So you will be alerted when all of these new videos go up and just a quick, quick reminder before we let everyone go, the fish fry is September the 4th. Get at me for your tickets and we'll take it from there. So again, Latassa Richardson, great conversation, great dialogue, informative fun. And it was a pleasure um, having you here, talking to you. And I, again, I, I thank you, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come and sit with us. Folks, that will wrap up.
2: Can I, can I say one thing before we yes. go? Uh, if there are any women who want to play football who are interested, we have our our tryouts, our national tryouts on October 1st. So if you follow my page, you'll see it once we start posting, but it will be October 1st. So if you know any woman that's looking to play football, um, here's your chance. Absolutely. <laughs> here's your chance.
0: Yes, indeed. So get involved. Is you out there? And you want to be another dragon? Nobody, (laughs) nobody will be a dragon. That's hers and that's all hers. So just a little quick joke there. But if you get involved, um, I will definitely um, get the information from you. I'll, I'll get the date and I'll post the date myself again for you all that follow me that may be interested. And like I always say, be great on purpose. And remember, come on out if you're out and about and hang with us at the Drake Tavern tonight. 6 6 30 p.m. We'll be there. The team should be in full tech. And we will see you there. Thanks everybody for tuning in and I will talk to you guys later this evening.
1: That was great. Great, great, great. I'm glad.